0: Zero Hours, Catherine Mather. Ow!
1: Zero Hours! Hello and welcome to Zero Hours podcast with me, Catherine Mather, where I speak to comedians and creatives about the best and worst jobs they've had to do to get by. Today I'm joined by comedian and owner of a blowing company, Jacob James Garcia. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I missed you. It's yes. so good to see you.
1: It's been a while, so this is in- International Comedian. We are talking across timelines. Timelines? Time zones.
0: Time zones. Not
1: timelines, because that would be... Well, well it actually, is,
0: it is, yeah, because when it happened, it was back then, so it was part of a different timeline, and now we're here.
1: Oh, my god! Today,
0: in front of you.
1: Yes. I've just been complaining about how hot it is here in England at 23 degrees, <laughs>
0: And how hot is it in Texas, Jacob? Uh, in Fahrenheit right now, it's in the mid-90s. So that would be, you said that earlier, you said it was 30-something?
1: Yeah, it's like 37.
0: Um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're only hitting 11.30 a.m., so we're going to get a lot hotter.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm in the southernmost part of Texas, so it's basically like equator and sun meet, and uh, we burn up every day.
1: Yeah, I, think, I, I think I would be hospitalized if I.
0: <laughs> well, here's the good thing, Catherine. We do have this lovely little thing in Texas called air condition. And you're more than welcome to come inside. Like wherever I'm at, Catherine, please join us. We'll have a <laughs> glass of lemonade and iced tea for you waiting. Yeah. You'd be getting that VIP treatment.
1: Oh, my God. And that's way cheaper than a hospitalization as well, isn't it?
0: <laughs> in America, yeah. You go to the hospital in America, you're in debt for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah. That's wild.
0: Mm-hmm. I just,
1: I cannot, every time I have a guest from the U S on here, I just, I cannot, it blows my mind that you have to pay for healthcare.
0: I um, recently, I cut my finger pretty bad mm. and um, I, you can see the meat in the thumb
2: oh, nice. and
0: uh, I didn't go to the hospital because I didn't want to pay for it. I didn't want it to ruin my life. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I mean, that's different than getting like a broken leg or a heart attack or broken ribs, but still the stitches that were required, I just went, called for my mom and uh, she just put, put it all back together. We were thinking about getting glue, yeah. but then we decided we were able to get some lo- lovely little pieces of tape and uh, she did a really good job and we nursed it back and I saved myself thousands upon thousands of dollars that's by just cool. doing it at home. Yeah, it'll ruin your life. That seems it, well, that,
1: uh, that's what super glue was made for, wasn't it? Gluing mm-hmm. body parts back together. Uh, was it yep. in v- Vietnam? Vietnam, what? I think Viet, uh, the Vietnam War made super glue. Oh, see,
0: you're from the UK. Your education system is better than mine. So, <laughs> well, we were like, at war sure. with Vietnam. <laughs> what is this Vietnam you speak of? Is that like food? So, yeah. Um, yes, I don't know if that was the origin of it, but I believe you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could be talking out of my arsehole here. I don't know. but It's um, it's a good, it's not a good story.
0: It was a good. But it was a fun story.
1: <laughs> it was a good war. Uh, it, it, <laughs> uh, it, 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 it wasn't. If you're just tuning in for this one, this episode, please don't think I support it.
0: No, that's so great you're going to become that when you come to texas to do comedy and we go to austin i'm gonna be like this is my friend catherine she loved the vietnam war (laughs) and that's going to be your thing ladies and gentlemen coming up on stage the vietnam war lover catherine mather and then we're gonna be like yay you're standing up against the establishment because austin's really about like but um (laughs) i Chris.
1: let's have another one (laughs)
0: Uh-huh. I'd like second helpings, please, because we're Americans and we're fat and we need two helpings of everything. So we're like, <laughs> war, pish posh, let's go back for seconds. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. <laughs> America. Yeah. am <laughs> no, such so, an idiot.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I feel like I've slagged your country off a little bit up top, um, but
0: <laughs> don't worry about it. Again, and don't also. Don't forget, like I'm from Texas. There's Texas, then the rest of America. So mm-hmm. I don't, you could be like this about America, this about America, I could tell you're joking. As you say something about Texas, then I gotta fight you. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Which I would never do, you're very too awesome. No. yeah, <laughs> Texas because is like this all the time, yeah. pew pew pew.
1: I just, yeah, I, I think as well over here, we very much have the idea that America is one country not a fucking continent. And it's like, Texas is so much bigger than all four of the countries that make up our little island.
0: Texas is is big even by America standards though. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like even other Americans are like, Jesus, Texas is big. Like I know where I, I currently reside. I can drive for 16 hours, one six hours, And still be in Texas.
1: That's insane.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it's eh, eh, maybe 15. It depends on how fast you're going and what part you're exiting through. But um yeah, Texas is huge. Oh, side note, we were speaking about all this stuff, but I gotta tell you some good news about um I decided um I'm gonna be doing a one man next year in the UK, and Uh it will be uh very Texas driven. It's gonna be called um I'm from Texas, but not that Texas. (laughs) <laughs> so uh yay oh, see nice. y'all heard it first here y'all yeah. heard it first here on zero hour
1: <laughs> so are you doing the? are you just going to do your own uh, thing or are you going to do the festivals
0: well the goal is to do Shaftesbury yeah. um I was supposed to do it a few years ago then uh something came up and I wasn't able to and I was already in the process of handling it mm-hmm. and then uh I was going to do it again and then the pandemic happened uh, it doesn't seem incredibly difficult to make make a presence known in that festival no and um so I figured I'll just do it next year uh 2023 July 2023 uh I gotta write some stuff around I have some ideas that I'm kicking around already I talked to Robin about her one woman show and why she did it what inspired her And the more I heard about it the more I reflected on my timeline
2: mm-hmm.
0: of uh talking to people I realized that I really have been kind of a spokesman for Texas everywhere I travel. Yeah, People seem to be interested in it. Uh, just like when I first gone to the UK in 2014, there was a comic at a comedy club that no longer exists who was making fun of a different region of, of England. And he threw out a, uh, a condescending accent. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was blown away, Catherine. I was blown away because I'm like, what? Because in my mind... All British people sounded our American stereotype of what they sounded like.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, there was just one accent.
1: Yeah. And that, it was. Is, is that the Downton Abbey accent?
0: It's just, it was comical and it's disrespectful, of anything. So for me to be all like on your show, uh, but I mean, it was just, just the way you all make Texans sound.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it was the equivalent of that. But the other way, like anytime someone's being a little bit douchey in public at a bar, you'd be like, uh, the bartender would be like, hello. And you'd be like, hello. And you'd be like, fish and chips, tea and crumpets. Hello, all this other (laughs) stuff. And then you'd be doing this when you do it. And um, when this guy did a different accent, I was just blown away. I'm like, what? (gasps) Why wouldn't they have different accents? Like, why wouldn't they have different pockets of their little country? Well, Texas, we have like 17 different accents in Texas alone. You know what I'm saying? And that's just one state. So it blew my mind. It changed my perspective. And as time went on, I started just being much more spongy and absorbing in my travels. And people have been more than happy to let me rain upon them. And they soak it up backwards, too. And then I decided to do a one man where it wasn't going to be all funny. I didn't want to be completely funny. And if I make... If I even make some of the money back, I'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, I have enough. I generate enough income now to where I've literally become my own sponsor. Like I sponsor me. Like JJG comedy sponsored by JJG glass. (laughs) Like who, who, who loves you, baby? I do. I love you, Jacob. Oh, you do? Yes. Very much so. Like, it's great. I am a big fan of the things I do.
1: Yeah. That was great. And, um, see how i brought it back to the topic at hand yeah yeah <laughs> we haven't even begun jobs yet but that, that's fine um <laughs> that's great it's um it, yeah if you don't as rupaul says if you don't love yourself how are you gonna love anybody else
0: where did she say that was she saying that in vietnam because it would make a big difference if that's where she was at
1: yeah it was a really weird day in nam <laughs>
0: <laughs> where you said nom sounded like noms <laughs> like you know eating the food it was a weird delicious. day and nom, 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 nom
1: delicious delicious nam
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes so, i feel like we should get on to uh what what the people paid for uh, when mm-hmm. i say the people i mean me uh, i'm the only person <laughs> paying for this um what What's your worst job ever been?
0: My worst job is... So, by the way, how long is this? This Is this like a 10-minute podcast? Because if it is, I wasted all your time.
1: (laughs) No. Well, I think it's like maximum an hour.
0: Some people are like an
1: hour and a half. But um, I try to keep it to an
0: hour. I should... Yeah, these are probably things I don't need. I mean, if you give me the light, (laughs) Robin's still making fun of me for running or not running the light, just getting off immediately. Um, (laughs) So here's the thing. I've been pretty fortunate. Like uh, a lot of people would hate me if they found out more about me, you know? um, (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) The more you know, the more unlikable I become. Um,
1: That is almost certainly not true.
0: (laughs) The surface... Right here is as good as it gets. The moment you start to peel the onion, you'll find out not only has it not rotted, there's strawberries underneath the onion. And people hate that. They're just right. all like, wait, you didn't go through this. I did, I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, all, all my jobs, I've been pretty fortunate about my jobs. I, I did have, um, I don't know if it was my worst, job because I only did it for half a day (laughs) and then I just bailed that sounds worst job like yeah but I didn't give it a chance to be the worst I'm I'm so I do it does make sense that I'm my own boss as a comic you're your own boss I mean Mm -hmm. you might have other stuff to do but comedy is a business and a lot of people in the regular world just like ha ha you're funny you're just living this great life 24 7 it's like no we're in the trenches for years and years and you become your own manager your own agent your own promoter etc etc it's it's a it's a it's a long-term internship you know where you're not making any money and then you become your own boss and you do but uh i was made for for being my own boss and with my glass because i don't put up with people telling me what to do very well and that's why this job lasted half a day because right. I was in a warehouse, and stop me if there's because you've traveled. But if I'm saying something that's not a word in England, and you're like, "Oh, we call that a flipper jack or something," not a warehouse. <laughs> uh, let me know, and you or tell the people. Be like, "That's a flipper jack." Um,
1: <laughs> so you're so working in the flipper jack.
0: <laughs> I'm working in a flipper jack, and I uh, went through a temp agency, and a friend of mine worked at the temp agency, and um, getting people jobs. And uh, I went there not knowing what it was. And basically our job, my job that day was to, they had a giant nail, like a, a giant screw on a wall and you get a can of beer and you slam it against the nail and then empty out the beer and then throw the can away. So I just did that for a long period of time. Just open up a beer, empty it out, throw the can away. Cause it was uh, defective in some sort of way, uh- but. The guy we had a group meeting right before lunch. And uh the guy who was in charge clearly wasn't a very evolved human. He was um fuck it. I don't 2022 you can't call him dumb. I won't. He's a fucking idiot. He was yeah. a fucking idiot. Oh, can we cuss on the show?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Okay, I wasn't sure. So <clears throat> this dude's a fucking douche nozzle. And he's sitting there and he's like puffing his chest because he's like look at me. I've made management after 17 years of working here. I got here when I was 15 and now I'm 32. Everyone can suck my dick. And he's that guy. And so he's, yeah. And he's has us all surrounded and he's trying to promote the idea of unity. And he's yelling at everyone. Like, do you know what unity is? Like, like a drill sergeant, but no one said anything. And there's no reason to be upset, but he starts to work himself up in a frenzy and he starts yelling at people and he's like a shovel on the ground kind of thing, like making his point point. and then he goes up to, a lot of people where I'm from are English second language. Right. So I'm from a region where Spanish is a lot of people's first language. And so he goes to this one guy, he's like, Jose, do you know what unity is? And he's like, uh, yes. And he was like, well, what does it mean? And it's like, dude, don't be that dick. Like he said, he knows what it means, but now you're like challenging him for a definition. You know, like, that's such a dick move. So he's just like, what does it mean? And then he was like, well, it means that you want us to be unity. And I thought that was funny. I know English is a second language, but it's like, ask stupid questions, you prizes. You know what they say?
1: Yeah, Catherine, you've
0: disappeared. Are you still there?
1: I am still here. I don't know why my webcam is no longer working. That's annoying, isn't it? Well,
0: you're do you see it on your end as well?
1: Yeah, it's gone. That's
0: annoying. Well, but, the great thing is, like, we can hear you.
1: Yeah, I'm still present. Um, All right. And I, I think that's what my. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Um, you'll you'll not be able to gaze upon my face, but. Um...
0: <laughs> well, I want to tell that to people. Gaze upon my face. I got drunk some time back and called myself the sun, and then I said both yes, the son of God, and the actual sun. Put on shades. But I was really, I was really drunk. But um, yeah, so he tells this guy, do you know what unity means? And he goes, yes, you want us to be unity? And I'm like, okay, that's hilarious. I know English is a second language. So he looks at me and calls me Charlie. Like my name is Jacob. He didn't call me Joseph. He didn't call me, I don't know, Jerome. He called me Charlie. That's not even close. What? It's not even close. It's not even close. Exactly. And it made me so mad. Like, I know he doesn't know me. I know I'm on day number one, but get close, get close. And I, I just said, my name's Jacob. And then mm-hmm. he looked at me because I like, you know, everyone else was terrified of him because they might get deported. I was born on this side. So I don't give a fuck about this guy. Yeah. So I correct him and then he goes around and then he does another round of questions and says, uh, we, we need to be united. Do you know what united means? uh like after he just did the unity thing now he's doing an english lesson and you have no (laughs) doubt this guy has a third grade education he didn't get out of primary school for y'all over there and (laughs) it was just like what an idiot like i can't believe you're using this to feel smart so he comes to me and he goes do you know what it is to be united so i give him a a longer version of the definition just to be a dick (laughs) so i over elaborate and then i use it in a sentence like i'm at a spelling bee Yeah, and um he goes oh okay well we see how it is charles so now he calls me charles which is also again not charlie what he called me the first time Mm -hmm. my name is not anything with that so i (laughs) without hesitation i say my name's fucking jacob and i was like jacob you're not built for this like (laughs) it's day one and he just like took a step back like whoa and i took a step forward to double down on it Catherine, i doubled down on it like i'm gonna take take a step forward and fight this guy now like that's where we're going <laughs> i was just like because i'm from a region that we live by prison rules Catherine. Mm. prison rules like i was doing a podcast a couple of years ago and a guy was telling me he's like did you get brought up in a prison it's a very aggressive area Catherine, down here <laughs> it, it is the nicest place to grow up with family values everyone takes care of each other they feed you they hug and they kiss you but after 7 p.m. when the cocaine starts running through everyone's face, it changes. <laughs> it changes. It's the like April. Prison. <laughs> yeah, it's the nicest prison. And if you have the cocaine, you're the, the warden. You're the warden there. But uh, the guy <laughs> backed down. I went back over there. He decided to dock lunch on people collectively. Not because of me, just because he felt like flexing because he was embarrassed in front of everybody. So um, I just left and I never came back.
1: Oh my God, what a con.
0: That sounds awful. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know that that's the worst job because it made for, for you know, a nice moment for me. Everyone was mm. really happy when I left. Like, I might <laughs> as well have been on a white horse riding yeah. off into the sunset because they were like, hey, bro, like, you're pretty cool. Like, are you going to co- go, uh, what are you going to go do for lunch? I'm like, I'm not coming back. And they're like, <laughs> you're leaving. And then they all showed up and they played the song from The Lion King, The Circle of Life. <laughs> as I just rode off into the sunset, even though it was the middle of the day. And um, yeah, so I, I don't know, that was only half a day. So I don't even know if I was a job as much as it was a moment in time.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm glad that they were happy for you that you left and not happy that you left because they are two very different things. But I'm intrigued as to what the business was, because I love the idea of like, what's that on the wall? Oh, that's just the can opening nail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a it was a beer company right and um i had different people have different roles uh packaging mm-hmm. beer uh loading it onto trucks uh i i didn't know what the job was i just went because i wanted money and i was pursuing comedy
2: yeah and
0: i needed to do something that wasn't going to take up all my time mm-hmm. and uh give me flexibility and i figured it was going to be a uh, low stress job but then I got there and I was like I am stressed
1: <laughs> no none of this so no. how how old were you when you were doing that was it like a sort of a uh, teenage job or were you
2: like maybe a little bit older than that
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say 29 or 30
1: okay then so that's good because people on this podcast there are so many strong wonderful people that walk out of jobs like that and I just I've never had the confidence to be able to do it but it sounds like the best moment one could
0: ever dream of <laughs> well I also walked out of a job <laughs> oh well to piggyback on that I was a telemarketer as a bill collector do you guys got those over there
1: um is that like a telemarketing is that a sort of call center uh, ringing people up
0: kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. So I was calling people to ask them to pay their bills mm-hmm. and it was a really evil job and I hated it. But I just it sucked cuz I was so good at it. Like I came out of training the number one prospect for Satan and his and his lair. <laughs> like they were just all like you're going to make us a lot of money, young man. And uh I was like not like this. And um and uh they pulled us into an office, <clears throat> excuse me. They pulled us into an office to tell us that uh, we weren't keeping the general area clean enough.
2: Right.
0: And um, we we're like, okay, that's, that's cool. We'll be more mindful of it. And then a couple of weeks later, they end up uh, stopping production of trying to collect money. And they pulled us into another workspace, like another uh, meeting room, uh, yeah and they brought in this military type with a buzz cut haircut very like gung-ho america that guy and he starts yelling at us like we're in the army because the bathrooms are too dirty and um he literally starts calling the lot of us a bunch of pussies like this is at a corporate building on the sixth floor where you had to swipe a card to give you permission to get into the the sixth floor, swipe a card to get on the elevator, like top clearance kind of shit. Mm. And, um, he's yelling at us like, we're, I don't know, like we're related and it's okay. And, um, I'm getting really close to spitting on him, Catherine. (laughs) Um, I'm so close to just going boom in front of all of them in front of everybody. Like, what's he going to do? Fight me. And if he does, let's go, you know, this was me in my mid twenties. I was, I had a little more piss and vinegar. I was, uh, I was just, no, I wasn't going to do it. And he starts like, you pussies need to clean the bathroom. If I go to the bathroom and I was like, dude, that's not our job. Like you don't tell the custodians to make our phone calls for us. Mm. Like you don't tell the people in the cafeteria. I don't make tuna fish sandwiches for lunch, you know, but I'm just sitting there listening to him yell. And then, um, and he was like, you're wasting our time you're wasting our money. More people are doing other stuff. And I was just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like throw something at him. Like I was just like, I hate <laughs> this guy. He's I've never seen him in my life. Catherine, yeah. never seen this guy in my life. And now this guy's yelling in my general direction. I don't do well with that. And He's especially, guy. right. I don't know this guy. And, and also I'm in my, uh, I was 26, 27. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, still trying, trying to get that next level of stand-up. So I'm like, do this job, Jacob, this yeah. job will get you closer. All the things we do to become a successful comedian, you know? Yeah. And um, he's yelling our general direction and I'm getting heated, heated. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my goodness. So we get sent back to our bay, our area where we make our phone calls. Mm-hmm. And he was yelling about wasting time. So I went, our, 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 we have a telephone and a computer screen. And in front of our telephone, there's a little button like, and that button that you press, it's a little square button will hang up the phone call and immediately go into a new phone call. They have this computer system that just says, it's been clicked, move on to the next one. No wasted time. Right. So I decided to burn through their their leads. Mm -hmm. And I decided the only way I could do that with satisfaction was to hold up my phone and make a giant motion to be like, uh, watch me burn through your leads. Uh, watch me burn through your leads. Uh, and it started getting the attention of the people. So I just held up my telephone, like, like a Brown statue of Liberty. <laughs> and, um, I'm pressing this thing. Like I'm an adorable cat over and <laughs> over again. So I'm the statue of Liberty in kitty cat form, <laughs> but I'm all in my Brown glory. Cause I am the sun, but, um, I'm holding this up and they're watching me burn through their leads and i do that till lunch uh, so i commit i committed i committed katherine yeah. and um i was like i'm not gonna spit on this guy i'm gonna waste the company's money because mm-hmm. i nobody nobody gets to talk to me like that uh, i don't think anyone should talk to anybody like that but i am not gonna let it slide so uh when i got up to go to oh and we also had to ask for permission and be escorted to the bathroom
2: oh
1: my god
0: so they were like now you lose your bathroom breaks that's what it was if you want to go to the bathroom, you have to tell somebody and they will escort you to it. And, uh, so I made it a point in between my little stance against, uh, my stand against, uh, the man,
2: yeah. uh,
0: to go to the bathroom. And, uh, I just walked out there, like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to go to the shit. And I just like walked off because like, <laughs> no one's going to walk me. I didn't really have to go, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to just ruffle feathers.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: I came back, burned through all the information. I, uh. It was lunchtime and I walked off and I had all my notebooks and all the stuff for work. Yeah. And uh, dude, all the management stood like Red Rover, Red Rover, let Jacob come over. They were just going to make sure. And they tried to block me from leaving physically like, yeah. A, like yeah, like a barricade like this. And I just went like, if they're like right here, I just went <laughs> and I was just like, you're not going to physically stop me, you bunch of fucking idiots. So, and I just handed one of them, all of my stuff, like, like you're my little bitch, take this, like fuck them. <laughs> so I like literally was like, hmm, and I just gave it to him. And uh, he was like, oh, so you're, we'll see so you after lunch. I'm like, you think I'm coming back? I was just huh? like, no. I was like, hey man, you're actually cool though. And I, and I went like this to the rest of them. I went <clears throat> and uh, did this and I walked out and I never came back. We got in the elevator and once again, horse into the sunset and everyone was like oh my god you're leaving i'm like yeah they're like you're not coming back i was like never and uh they were so happy for me everyone in the elevator like it looked like the end of a fucking footy match like they might as well have hoisted me up (laughs) on their shoulders and like rode me off into the sunset and with a trophy in hand
1: yeah one guy Uh, got a a flare up his asshole
0: it lit it's wild (laughs) yeah i didn't like that job no. So you know what? I take it back. So now I'm telling you, you're like, I was like, my life is awesome. And it's always been awesome. But now I'm thinking about these jobs, and, but they were only temporarily not awesome. You know what I'm saying? It is, it is worth it to have been able to be like this to everybody or England. Oh, yeah. what's up? Um, <laughs> uh, so it was worth it to be able to leave. Um, yeah.
1: So how long were you in that uh, call center telemarketing job?
0: That was probably like two months.
1: Okay, so that was quite a while for yeah. such a horrible place. I think that that is such. It's it's interesting that across the board, across the world, that is standard procedure for that kind of job. You know, having to ask to go to the toilet and uh, being spoken to like a piece of shit. And I think it's um it's it's insane that there is a work culture where it is okay and not only okay but sometimes encouraged to speak to people and to treat people like they're at school like they're children like not even worse than children (laughs) because Mm -hmm. you know you would like if you're not allowed to go to the toilet what do you do all right I'll just shit myself at my desk then shall I like what what is the option
0: And you know what? That's a good option, though. Like, I almost want to go back into the workforce just to shit myself at a (laughs) job.
1: And another thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, wait, this is still the application process. You're not hired. I'm like, take this bucket of shit to your master.
1: (laughs) And I never will be. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That would be amazing. So these were all um, jobs that were to support comedy um at what point did comedy sort of become come into your life and you know was it as a reaction to sort of I hate my job I hate work and here's a creative outlet or was it something that you'd always wanted to do and then you you sort of did it like what's what's the deal
0: so um my story for how I became a comic oh see I think we hung In my mind, we hung out more than we did. I'm just realizing now (laughs) we didn't hang out that much.
1: Um, Yeah, it was like maybe two or three days. Yeah, wonderful gig in Laos.
0: That was so much fun, y'all. Like, that was, we had fun. You did great. Like, I I like, I I was so fortunate that night because you got the crowd all, hey, oh, I'm open to everything. So I inherited your light. You know what I'm saying? That <laughs> makes my life really easy, Captain. Like if you had gone up there and just laid an egg, I would have been like, "Oh no." Oh, but God. you didn't. You <laughs> rocked the house. You did your thing, and I was able to just be like, "Okay, I'll just take the baton and run." So thank you for that. That's very
1: kind of you. I was horribly unwell. I got a terrible cold, so I was not on my egg and
0: uh, Yeah, you went to bed to be early. Young. I was devastated. Yeah. I thought we were going to become friends.
1: <laughs> and we did, but we did. Uh, I could not drink in the way that I wanted to. Well, so was there which was a shame. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, you didn't miss anything other than more drinking.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I missed. So, I missed a lot. <laughs> if that's what was on the table, I wanted to get hammered.
0: Yeah, it w- it was it was. We had some really cute moments, but oh, to answer your question, because I I wasn't sure if I told you this about me and then that's why I kind of veered off to the side because I realized I had to. because in my mind we've spent more time together so you yeah. know these things about me and then I was like oh wait she does it she doesn't know <laughs> shit about me other than the finger and uh, that's all you know and you all listening you're like what is the finger watch my show yeah, um it's a very good set <laughs> yeah th- thank you very much it's uh so comedy my my story of how i got into comedy is the least exciting story anyone ever has like i don't have a a a great romance with the 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 craft uh mm-hmm. i didn't have a moment that was like you're going to become a comedian now like i didn't have that like i was always chasing it mm-hmm. um i was i in high school i played american football cuz america and also texas so it's almost state law
2: okay. and um
0: <laughs> so i played football uh, you know, from the age of like 12 to like 17. And um, I was also, I broke my ankle when I was 50. So I wasn't able to play basketball that season. No, baseball. As a result, I ended up joining theater. And um, I excelled really quick. Ultimately, when I was 17, I stopped playing American style football and I stuck with theater. Now it wasn't because I hated football. It was because, um I wanted to do both. And the football coaches were basically, they were, <sighs> this was the 90s. And so they they dropped the F-bomb a lot more back then, especially in this region. And uh, the coaches were basically like, are you gonna go be a drama F-bomb or are you gonna stay with us and play football for your team? So they were being very close-minded about it and very aggressive. Yeah. So with that attitude, it made it easy for me to get out of football. This is this is all going to answer yeah. your question. I'm not just telling a story about my my JJG origin stories. This all gets <laughs> to, uh, this all gets to stand up. The drama coaches, the theater coaches, were like, "Yeah, we think it's great you play football, you play football, and you do theater. It'll make you a well-rounded individual." And right. I'm like, "See, that's the attitude. That's that's the team I want to be part of." Yeah. Um. So I ended up getting out of football. Uh. Walked out. Actually, I think I gave them the figure too. <laughs> um a wow.
2: theme
0: <laughs> yeah oh and i do have another story that leads into to my glass one company that ends the same way as these other yeah. stories so there is a theme i guess oh i love um, it
1: he only so, ever leaves a building giving people the finger it's weird <laughs>
0: <laughs> i did that by accident uh it, at my one of my first gigs in england you know how like when you when you leave and you go like laters y'all yeah like we do Peace this sign. <laughs> well in in back in the States when you leave, sometimes you go deuces and you go mm-hmm. like this, or you'll just be like later's dude. Well, I didn't know that this was the finger in England uh, and I had just understood. Huh?
1: <laughs> the other way around. So not peace, but the other way, like right.
0: Yeah. So I left a gig in England, uh, and I just crushed it. I I did I did well. Yeah. And uh, I left and I was like, hey guys, I gotta go. I can't stick around. Best of luck to everybody else. I got this concert to go to. So I had to go to this concert. And as I'm leaving the building, everyone's like, yay. And then I opened the door back up again. I'm like, Bruce. And I was (laughs) like like that. And I just went like. Flipping the bird. (laughs) And then I left. And everyone's face kind of was like, huh? And then I told Eric, the lizard man. I'm like, yeah, dude, everyone had a strange face. He goes, you just gave everyone the finger. I'm like, am I the stone cold Steve Austin of comedy? So (laughs) like, I'm all down with the man. But um, so, (laughs) uh, going. sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like I cut you off.
1: No, no, no! I was just saying, I love it. Uh, do oh. it more. I might leave every every building that way now. Leave every gig. Great. Fuck you. Hey, hey. Fuck yourself. Fuck yourself. Yep. Good night. <laughs>
3: mm.
0: So that's great. Um, but I end up uh, doing theater. We do quite well as a team yeah. and as an individual, and we have competitions and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I end up going to college, uh, uni. Look at me, cultured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ended up going to uni on a on a theater scholarship. Really? Well, yeah, thanks. Um, my drama coach from high school one day suggested on my uh right before my first year of college, says, Hey, um, you talk, people listen, you enjoy it, and they usually, you know, gather around you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about doing stand-up? I said, That sounds cool. I'm gonna be a comic. And that was it. Yeah. Like it wasn't like. A lifelong pursuit. It just made sense. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And so I did. And I just started doing comedy. I didn't start doing comedy until a few years later. I said I was going to do comedy for a few years.
1: Yeah, I think we all did. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) And then I moved to Austin. And the move to Austin was the shove off the edge of the cliff. Now you got to go be be a comic. And Mm -hmm. um, Austin's a very, it's very much into right, good material, right, right. It's it's very intellectually driven. Yeah. And I was from a region that's very charismatic. So it was a work on what your weaknesses are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there was a high standard being held at Austin and, and, and for better or for worse, whatever it is, it is what it is.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, But it gave me an, an opportunity to work on what I was lacking. And then I just pursued it relentlessly with uh, no joy involved, Catherine. Um <laughs> All of my friends, it was never therapeutic for me. No. I never found comfort in it. I didn't enjoy making people laugh. Uh, I didn't feel good after I crushed it.
2: No.
0: Um, my, one of my, my first comedian friend, actually, not one of my, my first comedian friend recently uh, found out this about me and he goes, then why the fuck did you do it? I'm like, I did it so I didn't lose. Like I started something. <laughs> You keep going until you win. Yeah. And that's that was my mindset. Uh, yeah. It's not my mindset now. Oh, KM popped up. Oh, there, there you he are. Is.
2: Hey. <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I'm so sorry. I interrupted your story by just appearing then.
0: That's okay. Sometimes you got to have an abracadabra moment and I'll <laughs> take it. Voila.
1: So it was about... Um, so it was about
0: winning
1: Mm -hmm. and and
0: becoming that the the audience was almost and i'm admitting this now because Mm. it's not who i am anymore Mm. i was always a nice fella you know i wasn't walking around just the demon spawn looking to make people (laughs) miserable i just wasn't necessarily looking to make them happy either yeah you know what i'm saying if you interviewed me which i had been interviewed in the past through whatever medium media platform whether it be you know youtube or or a radio station or something local or tv i had all the right answers oh i had all the right answers you Mm -hmm. asked me why i was doing it and i would say some douchey shit like oh you know when you're on stage you know you're on stage for whether it's 20 minutes 30 minutes 45 minutes to an hour for that amount of time everyone's like not dealing with their problems we all have problems you know a sick dog your grandmother just died your rent's too expensive but when i'm on that stage they forget about all that stuff you know Mm -hmm. i get to take them on a journey to It's like, shut up, Jacob. Like, I wasn't necessarily lying. That was the right answer. And sure, it was a byproduct of what I was doing, but it was to win. I never, people, I would always see people bomb and they'd be okay with it. And they would just move on with their life. And I would bomb. I remember being in the backseat of my friend's car in like 2003. And he was driving me home because I had wrecked my car. And he would drive me to the comedy club, which was the amount uh, of distance away. And there was like a giant tear coming down my eye no. because I I didn't bring the house down in an open mic. In yeah. my mind, when I touch a microphone, again, this is a young version of me who had been well-received his entire life. And this is where people start to not like me. I, I, I didn't turn to comedy for comfort. I didn't turn mm-hmm. to it for for release or salvation I turned to it because it was suggested and it just made sense of what a great challenge something yeah. I'm already good at my entire life and people listening please don't hate me it's not who I am now and I didn't <laughs> have I didn't have ill intent uh, I didn't have malice uh, but uh, I don't care we're gonna be honest uh, I I was popular growing up you know I was I was good at sports. I made good grades. You know, I expected to do well, Catherine. Yeah. So when I went into comedy, I'm like, yeah, I'll be famous in two years. And it wasn't delusion. Why wouldn't I have been? Yeah, I had, yeah. had such a I had such a high success rate before that. Yeah. And anytime I had a challenge, I was willing to outwork people. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you only work for eight hours a day. Guess what? Eleven, bitch. But that was a lot of ego. That mm-hmm. was a lot of I'm better than you and I'll prove it. Yeah. Comedy was very similar. And so when I, but I, when I did not have the crowd die and throw fucking roses and panties and fan me with palm trees and feed me grapes, I didn't understand what was happening. I was like, why is this happening? What's going on? Tear coming down my face. Why? What is going on? Why have you betrayed me, O oh Lord, from the heavens above? Like, <laughs> What is going on? I, sh- I need to tell my parents to stop loving me. Like, you know, like I need to tell my family that they invested time in the wrong child. You know, like <laughs> my brother and sister should have never followed my lead. They should have just made their own path and just said, leave him be. He's not worth it. So comedy took me down a hole that humbled me like nothing before. Yeah. It- so at the end of the day, it all came out in the wash mm-hmm. and uh, I saw what comedy was and I, I, it wasn't until about 2017 though, that I started to enjoy it.
1: Wow, that is such a long time to be at mm-hmm. it.
0: 15 years.
1: Wow. So why, well, I have two questions then I guess. Uh, the first one being, if you had have gone in and been immediately successful um you know and, and had those sort of successful in air in sort of quote gigs across the board do you think that you would have stuck with it or would the fact that the challenge was no longer there made you have been like I have completed it
0: that's a tremendous question and if you look at my patterns uh I might have left it mm. I might I might have yeah um I told uh I, if you hear me make reference to Eric, uh, Eric's the lizard man, the green guy. He's one of my nearest and dearest friends. He has changed the whole world for me. So I told Eric recently that I wasn't a king. I was a conqueror.
1: Right. I'm not,
0: uh, I am not. I move on to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, I made a, a post recently on a website, and it was a meme I made. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, the number one meme, and it was the first one I'd ever made uh, for this website. And then I just moved on. Uh, Someone was like, hey, you can keep on doing this. I'm like, I already did it. I'm done. Uh, I'm no longer interested. Um, Now, I might have stuck with it, though, because there's always another level to go. And the competitive nature in me would have... Am I talking too soft, by the way? No, no. Okay, good. I'm just always worried that you can't hear me. But it's probably good for you. I'm not yelling at your audience. (laughs) Um, I might have also stuck with it because I know that when people used to ask me, what is it that you want out of, out of the entertainment business? I used to say everything. Yeah. And they're like, no, but what? And I'm like all of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, I, and again, I know I realize I'm coming across the sushi. I understand that, but I'm being honest. No, uh, no. I'm not, it... I'm, I'm not, that, I'm not like that anymore. Um, yeah. So I might've continued to go, but man, that was a great question. That was a great question. That was a great question. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know. I might've continued to go because I would have pursued something on Netflix. I would have pursued something on comedy central. I would have pursued an HBO special, but I am, I could not be more thrilled that it didn't happen that way. Yeah. I have found so much joy and such. I, I never became enslaved yeah. to the, to the, the industry. I mean, like I told you recently when I was on, on Robin's show, um, I didn't even plug myself. People were like, where can we find you? What can we look at? that um i'm also in a fortunate position i got 10 times better after i let it go too
2: yeah and
0: that's so cliche when i started doing it for the love of it uh it's so cliche but it was so real and i i love it now now i actually do want you to have a good time now i actually do care about how and it's not that i was evil before i cared about that in the real world in the real world i i was as philanthropic as i could be In the real world, I was as as generous and as embracing as as, and caring as I could be. But comedy to me wasn't the real world. It was an objective. It was a point A to point B. You know, it might as well how much good for society can you do when you're driving in a vehicle from London to Louth? Yeah. You know, you can't. You're in the vehicle. You serve no purpose in that vehicle other than transporting yourself to Louth. That's the way stand-up was for me. Wow. I was transporting myself to another area. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of stand-up, great guy, uh, which also sounds douchey. But I, <laughs> I, I have the resume. I have uh, the referrals to back it up. But now <laughs> it does mean a lot to me. It does mean a lot to me to, to make them happy, to, to give them the break. All the douchey answer I gave before came, became real, but it's equally as important for me to enjoy it too. Yes. So I, I, and I'm not trying to be vulgar. I'm really not. It's just, I think it's a great analogy uh, and I'm not trying to be funny either, but it, it's, it's a little more sexual to me now, you know, yeah. like I can, I can purchase a hooker and just get my rocks off,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or I can have a lover, a partner, whether it be for a certain amount of time, but I think it would behoove myself and, and society if I gave a shit about her her needs. Yeah. No, by no means am I making any claim about my sexual prowess. I'm using this as an <laughs> yeah. analogy.
1: Yeah, yeah. it um, makes sense. It's, it works. I
0: think, I think everyone is served better if I care about your needs, but I also care about my happiness.
1: Yeah, because, Yeah, oh, go for it. Well, I was just going to say, I think that um, similarly, I've been at a point where you're like, I hate this. And it's because you're not doing it for the love of it anymore. And if you're not doing it for the love of it, you can only go on for so long, can't you? Because there's no like, okay, yeah, the money gets good eventually or you get the odd gig that is good money. But the amount of shit that you've had to wade through for years and years to get anywhere near that generally obviously there are a few people who slip through that and they're just like Tommy me two gigs oh yeah I'm on, <laughs> I'm on the BBC but um you know like generally it's it's such hard work but if you aren't enjoying it why are you doing it what is the point
0: for me it was to not lose you know mm. I mean yeah. and I I did get my first paid gig a few months in yeah you know uh, so I'm like yeah this makes sense yeah this is everything I'm supposed to get because I am me I'm my parents' son, yeah, and uh, this is the way, yeah, but um there was in hindsight, and there was always something stopping me from fully committing mm-hmm. uh, because also on my dad's side i'm I'm second generation, but I kind of feel like first generation American, uh, yeah. and there's a very strong work value, right. and there's a very strong sense of security. So you really want to be able to to do right by your grandparents who sacrificed to come to a country, not speaking the language. So I was never able to fully dive in to comedy full throttle because I felt such an obligation Mm -hmm. to be a success in not be poor. Yeah. So poverty to me felt a little bit disgraceful Mm
3: -hmm.
0: considering that, you know, just a generation and a half ago slash a generation ago, uh, they'd gone through so much sacrifice. So I didn't ever fully dive into the comedy. I just did it part-time. But anytime I stepped on stage, I was getting paid. So I'm like, okay, I just need to take that next step. But I never did. I never did until I, uh, 2011, decided to go back to waiting tables Mm -hmm. and uh, quit this job too. To no surprise, I walked out in the middle of a shift. Um, So the last job I ever had was a walkout. I, yes. <laughs> yeah, so now right on topic, right, right on theme. Um, I had bartended for several years and um, I found myself in the world of bartending. If you wanted to make money, you had to get bartended at night because over here in the States, it's tips. It's not a living wage. Right. You get, if you're waiting tables, you get $2.13 an hour. That is
1: criminally
0: and, low. Yeah, and they tax it
1: oh my god what how do
0: you this is good content i
1: don't i don't understand how anybody is alive in the states. how can you afford to exist what goes i'd be i'd have died immediately
0: i I think i think a lot of the planet romanticizes america Mm, um yeah and and let me me be the the bearer of truth for all the good there there is there is i'm not Mm. shitting on my country but yeah you get uh $2.13 Two thirteen 13 an hour, and then they tax it. So it's not uncommon to work two straight weeks at work and have a check that's worth a single cent, like oh a penny, uh, nice. which is, it, it costs more to make a penny than the penny is actually worth.
1: Oh God, that is so disheartening.
0: I don't know that that's still a true fact, but at one point that was that it costs more to make the penny than the penny was worth. Mm. But, um, and sometimes you get a check for $60 for two weeks of work and you're like, holy shit like I am I will buy a patch of land with this $60 yeah um but you do get your tips and that's why we're so reliant on tips
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um I ended up bartending where a lot of bartenders get $3.13 an hour because they're they're higher they're they royalty mm. at uh their 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 next level oh,
2: and yeah, they get yeah. three oh, thirteen dollars an hour
0: and uh I bartended at a place, but our tips were good.
2: Yeah,
0: our tips were good, and it was it was plenty enough. But you do rely on it, so it kind of puts you in a sense of uh, you're you're an indentured slave to the community.
2: Mm. So
0: you have to be a little bit more kiss ass. You have to be a little bit more. Uh, I mean, I remember the first time I went to Australia. I'm like, man, the service here sucks,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but they were happy. Yeah, just the the gentleman who wanted his beer was a little less happy because I would like my beverage sometime this month. (laughs) But in the States, they're like, they're on it. They're on it. Um, mm
2: -hmm.
0: So I ended up bartending. But if you want the bartending good shifts, you got to work at night. Mm -hmm. Well, when does comedy happen, if not at night? Yeah. So I became a slave to the income. And I was doing shows, but it was once in a blue moon. Yeah. And, uh, And I would use the bar to publicize it. I would tell my customers, hey, I'm gonna be down the road at this place. I serve you your fucking drinks. Don't be an asshole, go to my fucking show.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, time went on, I moved back to Austin, realized that bartending was not gonna lead me to stand up. Yeah. I wasn't gonna be able to do stand up if I was not a bartend, but I wasn't allowed, I wasn't letting myself be poor. So I decided to go back to waiting tables. Mm-hmm. As I was waiting tables, I went back down from the top of the mountain to the bottom of the barrel. Now <clears throat> I'm making two thirteen an hour. And some 20-year-old fucking twat is trying to tell me that I haven't filled the salt and and pepper shakers all the way to the top. She won't let me leave. She won't let a 30-year-old man, 31 maybe at the time, leave to live his life until I filled salt and pepper shakers all the way up to the top. She was in charge of my my freedom. So, and I said... Uh, she goes, you need to fill this all the way to the top before you can leave. I said, no, 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 no. Let me guess. Is this your first job waiting tables? And she goes, I don't see what it has to do with anything. I was like, I'm just betting all my money that it is. Yeah. And then she goes, well, what if it is? I go, is it? She goes, yeah. I go, cool. It shows because you would know that a salt pepper, a salt shaker, if you fill it all the way to the top, is just a salt container.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You need to leave some room so you can shake the salt out. You're telling me to not let the customer get salt i'm leaving she goes i don't think you i going not fucking leaving." and then i walked away well i didn't like her attitude and i was just done with it so i took my apron and my little uh check presenter walked up to a group of managers because apparently drama is my thing <laughs> and i walked up to um a guy i think his name was carlos and i walked up to him i said hey man i'm out of here and uh i go i'm done and then the, he was like, okay, so you're coming back tomorrow. And again, I said, and in a second setting, I was like, wow, you were going to just let me leave and come back tomorrow. He goes, yeah, like it was mid shift or some shit. <laughs> and, um, I said, nah, man, I go, but you're cool, dude. If I ever, if you ever want to get a beer sometime, uh, you're really cool. And I go, the rest of y'all, I go, Egh. and then I just walked out and that was the last job I ever had yes. ever, ever. Ever, I did, i'm hearing it now and i'm like i like it i subscribe yeah i'll press the like button <laughs> uh,
2: so, so that you, was the
1: sorry so, sorry so you went from that into comedy then that was you no no
0: Mm-mm. i um went into a glass blowing company i took a job not knowing what it was oh. I, I feel like i'm the only person talking and i feel like a son of a bitch i feel like we should be talking about you like i feel oh. like i'm very I, I know it's a podcast and you're featuring people, but I feel like I'm doing so much talking and we're friends. I want to hear you too, Catherine.
1: <laughs> no, um, no, I have been doing this for four years. The good people have heard my fucking job stories. They do not want enough. to hear them again. blowing. Um, How um, on earth does one get into What? It seems dangerous.
0: It seems hot. It's hot. It's really hot. It's hot uh dangerous sure I mean everything's dangerous I mean if you do working it wrong in the kitchen yeah working in the kitchen you're around oxygen propane fire and
2: mm-hmm.
0: um I just have mine in my hand like an x-man um <laughs> but um I uh I never uh I'm not one to complain I was brought up not to complain um you have something to do do it end of story um and I still don't I try not to and uh I did that day When I quit waiting tables at that place, I made a post on Facebook. It was one of the few posts that were ever not stupid, like I'm prone to do. Um, I said, uh, I'm tired of dealing with fucking people. If you know of a job where I don't have to deal with people, let me know. Mm -hmm. Press post. Uh, Four minutes later, a buddy of mine's like, hey, I got a job for you. Why don't you come to my house on Saturday? We'll talk about it while watching the UFC. So we uh, went to his house. He offered me a job offered me $10 an hour and I'm like, sounds great. Uh, His girlfriend was an older friend of mine. She goes, don't give 10, give him 11. He goes, 11. I said, even better. He goes, so we watched uh, we watched the UFC. We drank some drinks. Uh, He smoked a bunch of weed. Uh, I'm not one for smoking. Um, And um, Monday I showed up at his house. Showed up at his house on Monday, 9 a.m. And uh, he hands me this giant glass piece that funnels smoke like this through it. So yeah. you go and he goes like that.
1: Cock screw kind of thing.
0: Yes, exactly. And um he says smoke this. I said, you know, I don't smoke. And I don't want to get to work all fucked up. And he goes, I'm your boss, don't worry about it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I said, cool, I'll take a small rent. So I'm like, get in the car, I'm all like Ugh. we get to the place of work and I see a bunch of fire. Uh I don't know where I'm at. It's a warehouse. And there's two men with big flames and a giant machine rotating some uh, something. Couldn't tell what it was because it was in fire. And I look at him and I start to notice what it is. And I say, hey, man, is that a bong? (laughs) He goes, we call it a glass tube here. I said, cool. But is it for like, (sighs) he goes, yeah. And then I look over at another guy with fire and I see him making what I would know as a spoon. I said, is that a spoon? Or no, I go, no, I said, is that a pipe? He says, we call it a spoon here. I said, dude, you know what I'm trying to say? Where are we? And he says, you're in a place called XYZ. And uh, that's not what it's called. I'm just not mentioning them. Yeah. Um, We're in a place called XYZ. And uh, I was like, huh. He goes, we make smoking tobacco products. And it never crossed my mind that that was the thing. You know, refrigerators. You get a refrigerator, you don't know. You don't think about how it's made. Mm. You have a refrigerator yeah you have tires on your car okay cool I knew these things existed it just never went through my head so I ended up in the packaging department literally assembling boxes like my my ancestors would have been so pissed off like really we worked (laughs) this hard for you to be this guy (laughs) and uh, so I was just making boxes and he was like dude you're doing so good um in in a few months you'll end up on the torch and I told him fuck the torch I'm going to be famous in two years I don't care about the torch. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I just
0: want to be with you and you just let me be famous.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, two months in, I saw them controlling their income. I was getting $11 an hour, but the people of the torch were getting paid per piece. Right. So if you're making a little one hitter, let's see. Um, I'm seeing, well, this isn't. this is a fancy one hitter, but yeah. Take all of this away.
1: Yeah. So the Take
0: this little part away. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Take the ball away. And it's just a tube. It just comes across like a straw.
2: Yeah.
0: The most, oh, this is a better example. But that's a little bit fancied up by the standards. So uh, people at home listening, now you have a lesson in glass blowing. So um, I was making the most basic versions of these without any of the ring of dings on there. Mm -hmm. So you were getting thirty-three cents a basic piece. It was smaller, clear, and you got thirty-three cents a piece. And I'm like, "Well, if you suck at your job, you're going to be worth eight dollars an hour. If you're yeah. really good, you can be worth eleven. If you're really, really good, you can be worth fifteen. And yeah. that's where I wanted to get. If I can get to the fifteen-dollar an hour spot, I'm set. I'll have enough okay. money. I was working during the day.
3: Perfect.
1: I can do
0: comedy at night." Uh, so that was it so at first I was worth three four dollars an hour Mm -hmm. because I was not good and there was no one there to train you there was no training system in place so I got better and I was like dude I think I'm worth like nine dollars an hour Mm -hmm. then I got better I'm like dude I think I'm worth eleven dollars an hour then I'm like I'm hitting up you know getting on stage you know two three times in a night Mm -hmm. and I'm like here it is here it is. Now we're making the shift. Yeah. And then uh, I had grown tired of going on stage and doing open mics. I was like, eh, this is boring again. I don't want to do this. I'm going to do just events and shows. But um, then I started getting good. The company got so big that they started outsourcing the pieces that we were doing and oh. tried to put us down per hour again. Right. So I decided, well, I have the skills to do this. I had gotten stuff appraised by glassblowers better than me i started doing research, started going into smoke shops. I would see something, realize it was a 300% markup. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd be like, what'd you, what you buy that pipe for, bro? And uh, he'd be like, I think we bought it for like seven bucks. I go, or I was like, so you are it for 21? they like, yeah. So I started appraising my shit, came up with a couple of products. This one being one of my best sellers again. Yeah. So, um, and I started going to stores and I mm-hmm. said, if you can build this company, you can start to sponsor yourself. You can start to take gigs that don't pay as much, but you can afford it. But you have to get to a point where you have the clients to rely on.
2: Yeah. And
0: and fast forward all these years, I have. You know, I my pipes were in three stores, and they ended up in ten. Now I'm I'm in about a hundred smoke shops.
1: That's amazing.
0: Um, yeah. Thank you. I have two distributors that help me with a lot of those hundred. Uh, I deal with my clients. They get a cut. I'm about to start training somebody to do my job at the end of this month. Amazing. Um, And uh, it'll take a while to get him trained. And um, yeah, so we'll see if he's the right fit. He'll only work one or two days out of the week because I can't afford to pay somebody and still live my life. But the, the whole plan is to never touch a pipe unless I want to. Yeah. And then comedy becomes next level. But the thing is, the crazy thing is, I'm I'm a comic who, in this region, is pretty well received. The Austin region as well. Mm-hmm. I, I get hired for good work. I don't pursue a lot of gigs. People pursue me. Yeah. Um. That's a good plan. And I'm not being cocky. I'm just sharing with you and no, no. honestly. Um. And then, so I get those gigs. So when I just had this 30th anniversary this past weekend. I had pre-made a bunch of pipes, packed them in my car uh, with the mailbox boxes. I had a client 30 minutes away on the city I was staying in. So I dropped off $200 worth of pipes to my client, Mm -hmm. got on a ferry boat, went to the gig, made XYZ for the gig, drove back to the town I was in, woke up the next morning, mailed $1,000 worth of pipes that I had made before the gig. So now if I got gigs, I make sure to visit my clients at the same time. Yeah. So I, I doubled it. So I have a gig in Austin this Saturday. So I'm going to go see a bunch of clients on Monday. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make my money doing pipes, make my money doing comedy. And then, uh, you know, when I met you, I was in England for three weeks or the UK for a little over three weeks. I only had three gigs, Yeah. you know, and, uh, but I stayed the rest of the time so I can live my life you know, I think I'm finding that the riches have become with the freedom, you know?
2: yes, absolutely.
0: So yeah, that's, that's that. I mean, with as far as the comedy goes and I realize I never want to be a full-time comic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't want to be a full-time anything. I, there's nothing I want to do 24 seven. I don't want to sleep. I don't want to fuck. I don't want to, I don't want to do, I don't want to eat. Mm-hmm. I want to live a good life. And when I get on stage, I want it. I want it to be fucking good i want people like i said earlier i want it to be a grand experience i want us to have fun i i cheese out i mean you you've seen me perform twice already i do cheese out a little bit i'm all like i'm so happy like that's a real thing i'm not doing that for show if i'm happy i will fucking tell you yeah and and I'm doing it when it makes me happy. I mean, I got drunk some time back and said, my plan was to be the Daniel Day-Lewis of comedy. I'm not in every movie, but when I am in one, you're gonna remember it. <laughs> and and the stand-up, t- I mean, the pipes too. I mean, I'm yeah. thinking about starting a food truck. Uh, me and my brother are possibly, I have a couple of things I need to test out and I wanna start a food truck down here in South Texas uh, and offer uh, you can hear it first here, too. Um, <gasps> yeah. I, I think we're going to call it tropedia. Uh It's like a quesadilla. Are you familiar with what a quesadilla is? No. I another word. <laughs> okay. I'm so glad. I have a joke about that that I didn't use in Laos, and I'm glad I didn't because I am finding out that, yeah, I was with a friend of mine watching Moulin Rouge uh, after I met you, and she was like, what's a quesadilla? I go, you're choking, Right she's like no i'm like no no for real like a quesadilla she goes i don't know what that is and uh, a quesadilla is basically uh made in tortillas are you familiar with the tortilla yeah okay she didn't know what a tortilla was either so I'm, oh I'm just shit
1: checking. oh i'm winning i'm doing better yeah. already
0: <laughs> you're ahead do you want a coaster
1: <laughs> oh, i love you with all my amygdala
0: that's right <laughs> um so she didn't know what a tortilla was but basically for you all if you all don't it's like Mexican naan. It's like mm-hmm. Mexican flatbread, and it's 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 a starch. It's a carb, and instead of bread, you use a tortilla, and you make tacos. Um, there's flour tortillas and there's corn tortillas. Well, when you put ingredients in between two tortillas like a sandwich, and you put it on the grill or on the the, the cast iron or the stove on a pan, you kind of make like a grilled cheese sandwich. You have those there, right? Toasties. Yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: so toasty. yes so it's like a toasty with a tortilla a mexican flatbread so you fill it with whatever you want and down here where i'm from in south texas quesadillas are very popular
2: mm-hmm. but
0: where i'm from it's also an area where they don't like change right you know it's very it's still 1997 here
2: oh, yeah uh,
0: <laughs> that may be extreme i'm gonna say 2002
1: everyone wandering around with a pear yeah. <laughs> Crimped in so, that hair.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. We just got the Spice Girls new release uh, like last week.
1: Oh my God. You're in uh, for a treat.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was nice. If you want to be my lover, like a song about unity, I dig it. Uh you gotta get with my friends.
1: What? <laughs> no, no, it's fine to work. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's it's crazy. It's about a menage. It's an orgy song. But um so quesadillas are are like that they're like toasties with tortillas and you fill it with whatever you want so because they don't like change and they are used to what they like i'm going to bring my own style and my my own rendition of a quesadilla and use some flavors i found from around the world and make it tropical so i'm probably going to call it Mm tropadilla and we will offer quesadillas slash toasties so whatever you can get in quesadilla form you can also get in toasty form And I'm going to fill it with things that I think pair well together. Uh, Example, one of them, I I haven't tried it out yet. It's just in my brain. There's other things that Mm -hmm. I have tried. But the one that's in my brain right now would be a sweet and sour chicken with red peppers and pineapple. And I would probably put, what's that?
1: That sounds delicious.
0: I hope so. Um, I hope so. Uh, And then I'm going to put some sort of white cheese, probably a mozzarella or a provolone as the cheese to, to bind it together and um yeah so I think that's something that me and my brother are probably going to pursue we were already about to buy into one in March we were going to buy into a currently existing one but um we decided that the guy treated it more like a hobby Uh, and me and him are very aggressive business people so we decided not to to go into that relationship otherwise we would have enslaved him like it really would have been like and to us it would have just seemed like a hard day of work to him it would have been like wow, what have I done? I've sold my soul to these two (laughs) demon workers.
1: Who are these men?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And why do they keep yelling at me? So we're in the works for that. So the comedy thing to go back to that is I realized like when I go to Australia, I'm not going to say how many shows I do there, but trust me when I say it's, I'll tell you in private, but it's a fucking lot. Yeah. And I do well. Yeah. And after that, stay in Australia. I'm okay with not doing stand up for three months because mm-hmm. at that point, my belly is full. I have had enough shows to last some comics more than a year. In yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, then I'll do the shows I want. And in the meantime, grow my blast, glass point company, use it to sponsor myself. I possibly get into this truck food business do that and i just want all of my things to start to feed into each other yeah cross promote cross market then travel more and then do stand up in a place that wouldn't normally have have stand up let's say an irish pub and all they can afford is 50 quid that's fine i would have the memory i'd give them the memory we have a great time is it what i charge no it's well beneath what i charge but you know what it just paid for an entire day in Ireland. Yeah, And then I have my other income, my mailbox money coming from these different angles. My whole goal now is freedom. I want to work hard enough to where I don't have to work anymore. Not necessarily retire.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to do things, but I want to do them on my terms. Yeah. And that sounds spoiled and everyone wants it, but I've put in the work. You know, yes. I've, it's time to start harvesting my fruit.
1: That sounds a bit rude, but also um it's uh, <laughs> i'm kidding um
0: oh i thought I, I really said something rude i was no, like Did no, I say joking. do people not eat fruit <laughs> in the uk are you all no. going through scurvy do you want some lemons <laughs> ever since brexit
1: we don't got fruit here no more <laughs> uh, no i um that sounds really healthy that's uh, a really um healthy way of doing it and i think uh that it's you know having being able to enjoy what you do by not just exclusively doing that I think is an incredibly uh sort of mature and healthy way of of doing life and um I I really like what you said about the the sort of freedom aspects of it uh because I think that that is such an overlooked um aspect of um uh, of life but you know, we all talk about it, but it's never, uh, you don't truly consider it, you know, sort of just being in a nine to five, having to be somewhere. I mean, the amount of times that you stood at work being like, I'm literally just waiting until five o'clock. I am waiting until finish time and I could be at home now. It's not about the work that you're doing always. It's about just being in a place for a set amount of time, for it, you know, all the time, until, and then it's like, well, what's the end goal? And I think that freedom, when you're young enough to, to enjoy it as well, and not just, you know, great, you can retire, cool, but now my legs don't work and, uh, you know, I can't think and I can't see because I'm old or whatever, you know, you've got, it's, um, yeah, it's important. I think that that's the the true wealth is in gathering experience and having freedom, however you view freedom.
0: I agree with you one hundred percent. I just think it's it's important to find. Here's one thing: uh, America has. Again, I'm not shitting on on America, but I'm, <laughs> I'm you know I. It it is given, such a false sense of the brass ring and I think a lot of other countries uh, do it better. I think a lot of other countries appreciate moments more. I think they appreciate a meal, uh, a gathering with friends, a loaf of bread, you know, uh, a a stroll in the park. Here we have this million mile an hour pace and it is all to become Jay-Z. It's all to become Bill Gates. It's all to become Warren Buffett or whoever. And they want this, this lifestyle that none of them are going to obtain. And it's not necessarily even healthy to want it. And I, I'm, I feel very lucky that I am like right now, if I were to leave this podcast right now, and I would close my computer screen from the moment I close this computer screen, I can get to the country of Mexico in about seven minutes. Um that's how close I am to the border. Um, it puts things into perspective. But as a first or second generation American, you really just want to be so American, you know, because that's what your ancestors fought for. And in this, it's like the secretly enslaved workforce that you don't even know you're signing up for.
3: Yeah.
1: You don't
0: realize that you're you're trading your freedom for someone else's wealth. Yeah. You know, and I know it's like that in other places, but I'm just speaking to my experience that you're just like, oh, I need to do this to honor my grandparents or my parents or whatever to live the American dream. Mm -hmm. And traveling has changed me so much because you get to pick, choose, adopt, and be exposed to new ideas, you know, new flavors of thought that that come with spending a week in, in England was spending a week in spain was spending a week in xyz and you see that it's like okay i've been i've been sold a false bill of goods yeah and i can i i told someone that i was the most successful comic they had ever met and they looked at me like i was rich and i said let me make something clear i don't have the most money but you're not going to find a happier comedian than me that's more grateful that's more The show I did with you, that may have been fucking a Tuesday for you. It was, there is not a person, Catherine, in the history of the city I'm from. Not one, not a single person before me that has left and gone to England to do stand-up comedy. Yeah. Not one in the history of my time much less go to a magical little city that the hotel is slightly older or slightly younger than my country. Yeah. You know, as, as, as a whole performing with someone who booked the gig for me, handled my money, introduced me to the other comedians, to a room full of people who sound nothing like anybody in the region I'm from, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, that's wealth right there. That is such a healthy slice of heaven to me. And that's not lost on me, you know? So it, it, is, it is crazy to think that I have to be on Comedy Central to get these experiences. I can just do corporate secretly and make fucking a shitload of money. Yeah, And, you know, and, and do just fine and not have anybody's thumb over my head, pushing it into water. As you see, I leave jobs like this. <laughs> I'm not going to let stand up be a job. I walk out on. Yeah. Ooh, put a bow on it. (gasps) I'm I'm not going to let that happen. So Mm -hmm. I want to make sure to maintain my, my purity and my innocence for not just stand up for a lot of things. You know I mean? uh, I think, I think that's healthy. So yeah, I, it's just a unique place to be. I'm, I'm very rich. I'm fucking wealthy as fuck yeah when it comes to that and uh that's uh,
1: such a wholesome and well-rounded conclusion i think to come to um with it because yeah i think it's um when you uh, i'm sort of approaching a milestone birthday um 30 which people keep going that's not old and I'm like I didn't think it was old why why would you say that to me why what <laughs> but I think when when things like that come up you do begin to sort of com- consider uh what you what you're doing with your life and it is without wanting to get to Blake all quite meaningless isn't it really it's mm-hmm. the only meaning is what you attach to things um and Excuse I think me. that yeah as you say having not being under anyone's thumb doing things on your terms doing what you want and if what you want is a nine to five fantastic yeah. if that's not what you want then do success I remember my I'm going to quote my sister here she when she was in primary school a teacher asked her what she wanted to be and she said happy. And it absolutely flips this teacher out. They didn't know what to do with it. They're like, "No, no, what job do you want to be?" And she's like, "I oh, do no, I just want to be happy." And um, I feel like we should all go with the logic of that innocent child who has grown into I, a well-rounded person.
0: <laughs> I think, yeah, I think there's there's qualities that we have. I, the innocence is a big one, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I could be a real piece of shit too, but um, we all can yeah um but i i started in australia with eric the lizard man i came home from a day of shows because the way it works is we do show 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 and, and that's my favorite job going to australia to do shows at the, at the french is my favorite thing that i consider that a world away my home stage everyone has their home stage i never did
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh i was going to hotels in america and being like hey what do you all think about doing stand-up on this day And they're like cool I was going into pubs and being like, what's your slowest night of the week? They're like Tuesday, I go, let's change that. How about you book me for this much and I'll get the people in here. Australia, Adelaide, the Ha Ha County Parlor is my home stage. Well, one night I'm walking home. Eric had already come home and I'm walking back to, I went to the artist bar, drank with some of the artists. And I walked back and it was so quiet outside that you could hear your little footsteps. You know what I'm talking about? Just, yeah. Outside, in a city, and you just hear, k-took, 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 and it was just so peaceful. Everyone was drunk by midday. Everyone was home. It's eleven p.m. and uh, I get to the the flat, and uh, Eric had to buzz me in. The lizard man, and he opened the door to a crying, sobbing J J G. Jacob James Garcia is my name. People, uh, mm-hmm. so J J G is crying. And uh, he's like, hey man, is everything okay? I'm like, I'm just so happy to be here. No one where I'm from leaves the region. I wasn't even drunk. I wasn't even drunk. And <laughs> I was just so overwhelmed with, because again, where I'm from, it's also people not only don't go to Australia, they don't leave the region. Mm. And some of them are proud of it, yeah. you know, which that, that, that there's a flaw there but they they won't so now here i am a little guy from a border town in south texas 7 minutes from the country of mexico in adelaide australia getting paid respectable income to do the thing i love the most and i'm crying at the door to a man who's tattooed green from head to toe surgically implanted eyebrows his tongue is split in half and goes like this and i'm like i'm so happy and uh He's like, it's cool. He takes me upstairs, um, and he's like, "Dude, I think it's great. I promise you'll be you, you'll be great." Um, I'm also going to bed. He went to bed. Uh, <laughs> I stopped crying, and uh, the next day at night, he says that he was so happy that I showed up in that condition because he had started to take his job for granted.
2: Yeah. He's
0: like, because he's famous, famous. I'm just. Mm-hmm popular in certain circles he's famous
2: yeah
0: uh we should have led with this because i sound like a real douchebag at the beginning of this episode <laughs> Uh but no, it was all don't. building so if people were patient enough um and he was like dude i was kind of taking this for granted i'm really glad you brought this up because he too was from a small town but in northern new york but also a border town bordering canada right. so our experiences are, are somewhat similar but You know, with the stand up, when I decide I have the best, the best job, you know, put a spotlight and let me let me shine. And that's that's also been the goal. Don't I told a friend of mine recently, don't be funny, don't worry about being funny, don't worry about being dominant, just worry about letting them see your shine. Yeah. And if you can do that, nine times out of ten, I think you'll be okay. I think people will appreciate the energy. If they don't, that's okay. We'll we all have our bombs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so there there's a, I don't know. That's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm at right now, Catherine. Um, yeah, I'm at a I'm in a good headspace. I feel really good. I actually feel like in some way I've turned back the time. I feel like a 15 year old boy right now, with the knowledge of a 44 year old man, <laughs> and um, it's almost unfair. I feel like right now I'm entering a realm where I'm not having to do as much. The autopilot has taken over. Mm -hmm. I just have to make sure to feed myself and uh, relieve myself.
1: Yeah, perfect. (laughs) That has been, I feel it's been a very enlightening chat. Thank you so much for being a guest. It has been a pleasure as always. Um, I know that you began with I didn't even bother telling anybody where <laughs> to find me. But where can people find you? And have you got anything that you want to tell people about? I do have listeners in the sticks. Yeah, interesting that's
0: fine. Um, No, I mean, my name will take you anywhere you need to go. If you want to be friends, we can be friends. Uh, as far as um, anything I want to plug, just, you know, fucking be good to each other and be nice to me. I'll be nice to you. Uh, you'll see shit if I post it. If you don't, that's okay too. Just to, just be awesome, man. Like I don't I wanna plug other people, just being cool, relaxing, and like, you know, enjoy it. You know what I do want to plug? Yeah. Use all your fucking senses. Utilize and be mindful of all of your senses. If you got five of them, use all five. If you got three, use three. But be mindful of your senses, your taste, your smell, your touch, your your sight, your listening. That I want you all to do. Like I think that would be great. Your life would be. Will be significantly better, significantly, significantly better, if you just be mindful of all of these things. Like it's, it's going to be great. I want to. That's not even a plug. That's 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 a request. (laughs) That's a that's a request. Please go out there and use your senses. It'll, you'll be so happy you did.
1: Mm -hmm. Enjoy every moment.
0: (laughs) That's all I got to say.
1: Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Take care. Goodbye.